Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Darlene Brock. Hey girl, hey, I'm Julie Bender. Julie, now you're married again, but there was a season where... True story. Yeah, true story. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a season after uh, Paul passed away that you entered the dating world. And I know it was sometimes a little (laughs) bit frustrating and scary. And who in the world is out there that's any good? Is that true? Yes. It it was a fun, weird time. (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to describe it. For sure. Um, And, you know, I feel like there's almost a um there's a fear of dating there's definitely a misunderstanding of christian dating on how to do it i think i think as a culture we've gotten a little bit better as far as that christians are allowed to date i mean we've, <laughs> we've gone past the you know i kiss dating goodbye era you know that some yeah. of us grew up in as far as middle school high school college years um but i mean it can still be a difficult season yeah, and the the goal is to find the right man, somebody who well, you can. For some. <laughs> I mean, not just find someone to date. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I don't know, and I I feel like for me that was part of my dating season is deciding, am I dating? Am I dating to marry? And and I think that that's two different things. That they might are. be a different discussion. But. They are, but <laughs> I think today we we do ultimately want to talk about finding that right man that you know has what he needs and you have what you need to make that long-term relationship but before we do i think we need to venture into a little of the dating fun side (laughs) okay let's do it are you going to tell us a dating story from your oh (laughs) i'm kidding i know we have fun (laughs) facts to share yeah we do (laughs) apparently speed dating was invented by a rabbi from los angeles in 1999 are you sure i feel like i need to fact check that do we have a fact checker i actually did other than just google Google. (laughs) yeah i did look a few different places and it seemed to be verified i mean what do you think he was doing you know with his forelock saying i have an idea i I just feel like 1999 seems awfully recent for speed dating it does but i just think it's weird that a rabbi did it (laughs) It's all weird, actually. Um, Most couples are willing to enter an exclusive relationship after six to eight dates. Oh. I also would like to fact check this. Never have I ever (laughs) gone out with somebody six times before doubling down. But that's probably my codependency (laughs) and also another conversation. So what? Was it two or three or was it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One, two, I think three. (laughs) Okay, for all of you out there listening, I'm going to say, don't make it one, How many two, dates three. were you on with Dan before you were like, uh, okay, we're exclusive? Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. It was a different scenario. Pre-Dan, Pre-Dan I maybe. went to work for him. So it's not like we exactly dated. We worked together. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit different. Okay, and- try to think a million years ago, pre-Dan. <laughs> <laughs> a million years ago. Oh, I, no way. I did not think exclusive till probably 15 dates. Okay, and then so I went, do I person. really That's where the average that. is. You've got the yeah. Julie Benders who are date two and the Darlene Hinkles who were date 15. <laughs> That's how we got six to eight. Okay, what's the next fun fact? All right. The uh, most common time for a breakup is mm. around 
three to five months. Okay, this makes sense to me because there's a little bit of a honeymoon phase in dating. Everything's easy, fun, or goodness gracious, it should be. It should be. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, three to five months. Okay, okay, I can get that one. At the turn of the century, the concept of dating was virtually unheard of. To law enforcement officials, a woman allowing a man to buy her food, drinks, and gifts and meeting in public was one step away from prostitution. And it was possible for a woman to be arrested for dating. I actually think some men should be arrested for dating. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of weird, Julie. I, I didn't so know weird. that. Yeah. Okay, online dating. Let's talk about that one. Did you know $674 million was spent on online dating in 2021? Well, this maybe makes, that's because you could go out. Well, I mean, no, I think that would have been 2020. That would have oh, been the biggest true. year. Yeah. Unless maybe so many people got hip to online dating, like they gave in. But this makes sense to me only because I actually lived in that world. I would probably have been shocked by that figure had I not been through what I've been through. Mm, yeah. True. It's a lot of freaking money, but it's big business. <laughs> it is big business. It is. Lorna Adler, which I did look her up and I'm can't remember who she was and why She's I care about this. She, I think she is a poet or something. But anyway, she was talking about odds of meeting a single man. So her quote was, odds on meeting a single man, one in 23. A cute single man, one in 429. A cute single smart man, one in 3,245,873. Okay, so I don't think Lorna's got very much hope in yeah, finding I'm like, that a That is a like glim picture there. It is. Now, it's just her opinion, guys. There's no facts behind that. But I think it can be discouraging thinking you can't find a good man. Well, dating and finding someone who is, quote, marriage material is more complicated than these statistics make it seem for sure. So today, we wanted to bring in a guest who has experience with waiting longer to marry and looking for confidence that the person that she was with really was the one. We're bringing Rebecca St. James, who will be sharing steps she took to find the right person at the right time. Rebecca St. James is a Grammy-winning Christian singer, songwriter, author, and speaker. She's also the host of her own podcast called Rebecca St. James Friends and Family, where she discusses marriage and parenting as a wife and mom of three. So welcome, Rebecca. It is so good to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. This is like friends catching up after so long that we haven't chatted, Darlene. I know it has been. Now, I was trying to remember when we signed you, my husband and I, and, you know, I think Eddie at the time signed you to Forefront. How old were you? Fifteen. I knew you were just a baby. <laughs> you were just, what were we thinking? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, and it's funny now that we, my husband and I have a seven-year-old, you know, I, I have some context for how young I was. I think mm -hmm. at the time I, I thought, you know, I was older than I was <laughs> and I was the oldest of seven children, had had a lot of responsibility, felt older than I, older than my years, but my goodness, you know, you double her age and I was doing music, you know, it's yeah. just crazy. Well, you yeah. did well. And I am Thank really, you. really happy to have you with us on this episode because I kind of want to delve into not just not that area of your life, but the area where it led up to you actually getting married. Because I know, Rebecca, you didn't just jump at the first man. And I saw even when you yeah. were a lot younger, there were a lot of men who would have enjoyed that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you didn't jump at the first man. You actually took your time to find the right man. Yes. 
I did. Yeah. And I, I did date quite a lot because I, I didn't get married till my early 30s. And so there was a lot of years of praying and seeking out, you know, seeking this right guy. And I did have high standards and um, high standards for every every part of our relationship. And I think there was some people in my life who were just thinking, oh, maybe your standards are too high, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but God brought up my prince and I'm just so thankful. I will never, ever take it for granted my whole life. I, we're 10 years in now and I still pinch myself that I'm married. I mean, and then pinch myself again that we have kids. So it's a really beautiful redemptive season for me. I love hearing that. First of all, I feel like I'm like observing two old friends catching up. So thanks for letting me be part of the convo, girls. Um, But for, you know, for the woman who's hearing this, I think it's super encouraging to hear you say, yes, I dated, but I, you know, I waited to, you know, settle down and choose to marry somebody that really met what others might consider high standards. And I think there's some Christian culture where, you know, it's confusing what you are supposed to be looking for or what you're supposed to be waiting for. And is dating even okay? Is dating allowed? And so I think we want to kind of address some of those questions, but also really speak to the woman who has been dating and has, you know, had little luck or is starting to question whether or not, she is capable of any better than the men she's dated or if good men still exist. I mean, when I was dating a couple of years ago, Rebecca, I was married right out of college and then my husband passed away after 11 years of marriage. So here I was, oh, man. So single sorry. mom, dating as a mid-30s wow. Christian. It's a, The struggle is real, you know, as you well know. <laughs> yes. And so, so I, I face that, you know, Tough. are, are there yeah. going to be good yeah. Christian men out there? And are yeah. there, and it may, do I, will I even find a Christian man? Will I just have to settle for a quote, good man? So those are kind of some of the questions yeah. we want to discuss on today's episode. I love it. Love it. It's awesome. You know, Such one thing stuff. I'm going to sidebar here, Rebecca, because I want your opinion on it. We get at Grit and Grace Life, you know, both the website and the request things to Julie and I are women who say, he hasn't proposed. I have been in this relationship for a very long time and it's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. What would you say to that woman? Because we have a lot of them who are in that place. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this this is probably a lot to say to that. And I mean, I think it is a very sensitive topic, you know, and I have had friends and even some family members who have had to do the ultimatum, you know, of like, okay, I, I need, my heart is at such a vulnerable place of waiting and hope deferred making the heart sick. I mean, that's a real thing. And yeah. so I've had people in my life who, you know, have, have heart, like just hung in there, hung in there any day now it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And eventually their heart just gets so worn out from the weight that they end up in love, you know, and, and I, it, for the friends that I know, I think that they were being led by the Holy spirit in that situation. Cause every situation is going to be different. So I'm not saying somebody listening, this is the fix for yours. But I have had these people that have had to say, hey, my heart is so vulnerable. I can't do this anymore. Please step in fully to this and make a plan to commit and to take it to the next level. Or I just have to either we have to take a break or I have to kind of step out of this relationship fully. And so um, now in the situation that I'm thinking of, that actually was needed um, and the person, the, the, you know, near to be fiance um, stepped into it, stepped up, and it's been a great marriage. So, um, but I think every situation is is different too. And you know, I mean, for me, 
in my life, purity was a very, very high value. And so sexual purity, I sang about it. I spoke about it. I started with True Love Waits events when I was 16. And again, I know that's kind of like a, a controversial issue in a way now, you know, it's, it's not as talked about, but for me, that was a very, very high value. Um, and so I suppose, you know, some women in a situation too, where there has been a lot of sexual pressure or even some compromise and the guy is feeling like, well, I'm, I'm getting some of what I'm, I'm wanting here. And, and so I'm quite happy to sit in the, either the dating space or I'm, you know, happy to sit in the engaged space because I'm getting a lot of what I, what I need. You know, that's also something to calculate of like um, making sure that, you know, for Christian women uh, who have those values of wanting to honor God, that we are keeping the, the most beautiful things for the marriage space. And uh, again, I tread carefully on that because uh, all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, all of us, and we all need his grace. I love the title of your podcast, uh, Grit and Grace. I mean, it's so right where we need to be as women. It's, it's both things. Um, but, you know, I, I think that that's also something to consider in relationships today. Are we giving a lot of these beautiful parts that are really need, need to be saved for a marriage relationship while we're not married yet? Um, so I think that's a factor as well. No, it is, Rebecca. And on our website, and we've brought her in a lot, we have a psychologist named Dr. Zoe Shaw. Dr. Zoe actually has a term for it that I find really interesting. She says women find themselves in the position of a wife without being a wife. And she's not even just talking mm. sexually. She's talking mm. about cooking meals, paying bills, all the yep. things you do in a relationship. And she said yep. all of that should be reserved for a marriage. Love and it. It's a, it is a hard one to do because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. when, when your heart is leading, then the rest yep. of you wants to follow. Yes, 100%. I love that she's speaking up about that because I think it is something that just needs to be spoken. And it, it, and it gives women, I think, too, that boldness and that courage to say, you know what? I have dignity and self-respect here and um, I'm going to reserve some of these things for you know, our married life together. And I think um, to even, Darlene, give people permission, you know, in this podcast to to have those boundaries, I think is beautiful. So you alluded to the fact that, yes, you had been dating, but you waited, yeah. you know, as far yeah. as um, pursuing a, a serious relationship. Tell us a little bit about, yeah. about that. How did you know it was the right time to start looking for your prince, as you've called him? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, to be honest, I probably, I mean, from my, I mean, mid to later teens, somewhere in that region, I was looking, you know, I mean, I definitely, yeah, when Darlene uh, and Dan, her husband and Eddie, when they signed me, I, I obviously was in that, okay, I got my, my eyes out. Is this guy <laughs> right around the corner? Will we kind of grow a relationship, you know, during these late teen, early, early 20 somethings years, and then that would eventually lead to marriage. Uh, but I think I also knew I, again, that my standards were high and that I didn't want to just settle for, um, you know, some of these guys that were good guys, but not necessarily the one. And I honestly didn't fall in love until I met my husband. I'd never been in love yet. And I think there was a reserve for me anyway, that I naturally felt there was something holding me back from 
letting my heart go there that was just kind of for me built in and uh and and even so I was so unpracticed really I suppose at falling (laughs) in love that I remember when I was dating my husband and I wanted him to be the one and I felt very early on almost from day one that he was most likely my guy um I remember praying Lord help me to get over some of my fear and my insecurities that I have so that I can actually let my heart fall in love. And so I, I think that there is a value to dating. I think that there is a value to getting to know a lot of different um, guys or I mean, quality guys that have at least some of the values that you're looking for. Because I think, you know, for me, it just gave me this confidence of like, yeah, I can do this. I mean, dating is vulnerable. It is mm-hmm. just hard. Like Julie, you were just saying that, like, you know, going back to it in your early thirties, the challenges of that, it, it's so vulnerable. And I have close people in my life that are still in that space and my heart breaks for them because it is so challenging. But I think exercising that muscle of learning to be um, open and vulnerable in, in communication with people and, and sharing who you are and being confident that, yeah, I can do this. I can go out and get to know someone new. I can go in these kind of singles spaces and, and own that. I think it is really, really important. Now, Rebecca, you just said that you didn't fall in love until you met your husband, but there's a lot of girls who fall in love pretty regularly. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Julie, (laughs) Julie, do I, do I love this guy? Do I love this one here? I don't know. What do you think? Do I love this one here? Um, And so I think it's a little hard. How can do you, how do they separate their emotions from what they're looking for? because they're two separate things your emotions can lead but are they leading you toward a man that is worthy of those emotions yeah i mean i think it's such an important point you know what you're bringing up because it's really like guard your heart because out of it flow the wellsprings of life and i think it's such a hard line it's like okay how do i let my heart um you know how, how do I be boundaried when it comes to my heart and how do I protect it in a healthy way? But then how do I also let it go enough to feel this affection, this growing affection for someone where I could actually give my heart to them in love. And so I think it's like a, I think it's a very prayerful thing. I think we have to be very prayerful. I think we have to just say, Lord, um, you know, if we have this a live relationship with Jesus, like we have to say, God, I want you to guide me. I want you to lead me to this person. And um, I'm trusting you in this. And so as as I step into this, even early dating, like just give me signs, Lord, that that and give me peace that Mm -hmm. this person is someone I should proceed with. And I think that you give in some ways small parts of your heart proportionally to that, to them proving that they're trustworthy over time. And but I think being very prayerful and having the peace of God, you know, be a component and that they're they're living up to the values that you want in a man and the character you want in a man. I think that we we trust our heart to them in proportion to that. Okay, so I think the next obvious question is, what are some of those character traits or values that we should be looking for to even consider giving some of ourselves or our hearts to a person we're dating? Yeah. Well, it's a very, very important question. And obviously, uh, different people have their different um list i suppose i mean mm-hmm. i i struggle to even say list because i think sometimes you can get so specific and i had written out lists of you know things that i would like in a person and you know some of those areas were different in the man that was built for me 
so I think having grace towards your list or even, you know, what you want in a relationship is very important. But I think the big stuff is that your heart matches. Um, for me and my husband, we're very different. I'm more of an extrovert. He's more of an introvert. Um, I mean, just on some, he, he's not much of a talker. I'm a talker. I like to verbally process. He doesn't like, we're very different. Um, but there was this soul connection where it's like he has the same same spirit same values same heart same like true core desires in life like he values family he his love for jesus is foremost he's a man of integrity like these were things that i valued and that he valued that were our, our core values were the same it's yeah. like our hearts matched in two very very different people and mm -hmm. so honestly i think looking for that is extremely important looking for somebody who's trustworthy oh my goodness like somebody <laughs> i mean i really like it's like i you know how do you trust someone how, how do you really even as a woman i feel like blossom in love if you don't trust them if your heart is always going are they gonna are they gonna be faithful to me are they gonna hurt me are they going to um be true and so kind of looking in dating for that consistent pattern of what they say lines up yeah. like what who, who they say they are is it i i see integrity here uh, and i think even that's why dating for a little while is 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 probably you know a good idea in most situations like we dated for a year and because we were a little older late 20s early 30s you know that worked out well for us but i think even a year or two um is probably a good idea because you see them through all these different seasons and you see some trials at that point and you're kind of proving your relationship mm -hmm. and they're becoming more trustworthy or you're seeing red flags. So I think that that time thing is important as well. Mm, I love that. Um, my youngest daughter had a best friend who's still, she might as well be part of our family. But when she was looking for a man, she brought me her list and she had height requirements. Mm -hmm. She had oh, automobile wow. requirements. She had, I mean, it wow. was unbelievable. And I'm like, sweetie, let's just kind of pare it down to the, the absolutes. And those kind of aren't yes. it, you know, and what you touched yes. on are the absolutes. You need to share the important things in life and you need to know you can yes. trust him that he's not going to just say those things matter to him, but he's going to live that. And that's what long-term dating, I think, helps you understand. Totally. 100%. Right on. Like, I, I, I just think it's really key that we are speaking up about these kind of things in our culture today, because I think there is a lot of confusion and a lot of pain because of the confusion. And um, I also think, you know, having mentors in your life, you know, whether it's a, a parent who is also following after Jesus or somebody from your church who is an older woman who has just kind of been before you, not necessarily older, older, but just has kind of gone before you in life that can kind of advise and, and listen to you and meet the guy and kind of, you know, somebody who you trust their discernment. I think that also helps in dating to kind of get that feedback of family and friends and, and have them be watching out and have them be like looking and, and um, helping confirm that this is either God's man for you or not. I think that's super helpful. Yeah, I think those are all really good points. Is there anything else you can think of that would be important in helping to determine if someone is a good fit for you or not that we haven't already said? Yeah, you know, someone real close to me, one of the things that I saw in her life was that 
um, and, and this relationship didn't end up working out, thankfully, but was that the guy was drawing her away from her family. And I think when there's that kind of, um, um, I don't know, like, uh, almost like a holding kind of love, like, a, like I'm holding you back from your community and your the closest people in your life. Um, I think that's a bit of a, a red flag. So I think look for those signs of some, this, this guy is trying to isolate me yeah. away from my, my family and my community that I, I would also say in this day and age where I think pe a lot of people are getting to know people online. Um, but when you bring it into your real life, and you know you're you're having them around friends and family make sure that they're they're good with that and that they're able to kind of handle the friends and the family and and love lovingly interact with you with them because i think that that's an important proving zone as well so rebecca i think there are a lot of women who go there just aren't good men out there and you waited a while to find one. What would you say to them? Is it worth the wait? Can you hold on? And should you? Um, for, for me, with my experience, I would say definitely worth the wait. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm just so thankful, again, that God brought me a, a man that really loves him. And so I would just say, hang in there. I, I would also say, like, Put yourselves in situations where you are going to meet quality people. You know, I, I, I think the whole like singles environment thing has been like maybe sometimes looked down on a little bit or it can be awkward or it can be like, you know, a, a challenging environment. But going, I mean, when I was single, I definitely went towards events like that, you know, that were like at church or on a different kind of night. And it might not necessarily have had singles night, you know, promoted <laughs> all over it, but mm -hmm. it was where I could meet like-minded people who I knew um, were at least the fact that they were there says that they were attempting to follow after Jesus. So it was more likely that I was gonna meet, you know, people that had that same heart. Um, and that they were my age, you know, it was like in, in that season of life where they were looking for somebody and um, kind of being humble enough to like step out, I think is really important because, you know, you've heard the, heard the stories of where, you know, the person's waiting on the roof for God to rescue them and <laughs> God sends a helicopter and the boat and all the things. And it's like, no, I'm waiting for God. You know, I'm waiting yeah. for God to just do it. You know, it's going to be my miracle. And I think, I think getting yourself in those situations where you are likely to meet great people and people that have the same values um, is really important. And I get it, man. I've mm -hmm. felt that so often. It's like, where are the good guys? Like, it's a good guy drought, I think <laughs> was actually my quote. Um, you know, but so I know how challenging it is. And I sympathize in this compassion because of how challenging it is. But it is worth it after having, you know, battled it out with my fear and my vulnerability and asking the questions, will it ever happen? It's worth it. Well, and I think that a lot of women don't think they're worth it, mm. that they oh. may question whether they deserve, not alone just find a good man, but, you know, am I good enough for him? And, you know, Rebecca, that just frustrates the fire out of me because I think your yep. starting place is your self-worth, that you go, I yes. am valuable. I should be treated as if I'm valued. I should yes. be, I, the man that I end up with 
should actually think I'm a treasure the same way I feel about him. Yes. And I want to encourage that. Yeah. 100%. You're so right on. And, And I think, you know, let's be honest, there's a lot of wounding. Like there's a lot of hurts. Um, in life today and in so many of our relationships where we individually have been let down by family, we've been let down by people that we've dated, we've been hurt, you know, we've felt taken advantage of and it's disheartening and it just makes you feel cynical. It makes you feel on edge all the time of like, you know, am I going to find one and am I worthy and this has happened to me and does the way that these guys have treated me in the past or even like I just know a lot of people that have been disappointed by fathers or disappointed by people in their life that have hurt them or abused them and and so how do they trust and I think it comes back to again what we talked about earlier prayer and um, asking God to show us our value because I think we can very easily question it Darlene I think I think you're right and I think it's rampant you know in 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 people today but but women today as well and i think we cannot let that happen um where we like give in to those lies in our head of well i'm just not enough or i'm i'm never going to find someone because i'm just like i don't think i'm a treasure um we have to know our value in god and so i think i mean i've done a lot of counseling in my life and i'm a proponent for that Mm -hmm. i think finding a great christian counselor and somebody that can speak into your life and um you know affirm the the good the great of, of what they see in you and and helping undo the lies uh i think that that's incredibly important so like doing the work while we're single so that we can be the best version of ourselves when we're married i think is also very important but let's do the work for ourselves period yes. you know let's do it because of our own need for freedom as well Yes, yes, yes to all of those things. I'm like <laughs> nodding and She is. Julie's over there. Her head is bouncing up and yes, down. Yes, yes. I love it. Okay, so I, I just yes. feel like this is this is my life two years ago. Like, okay, Absolutely. I'm going to do the work on me and then I'm going to brave the dating waters. I'm going to recognize that there's going to be some duds and I'm going to learn from each, you know, date or interaction and short-lived relationships so will teach me for my future long-term relationship, my forever person. And so I just feel like perspective and patience and you know letting it be a a process where you make progress is super important so let's assume the listener who's single has heard this and she's you know she's nodding emphatically (laughs) and she's willing to go on that next date any advice for how she should approach dating specifically you know that next date or you know that next interaction with a guy I mean, I, I, I think again, like that <laughs> the se- the second date is probably kind of a big one in a way. It's like, you know, it, it feels more vulnerable because it's like, oh, wow, you know, this could actually go somewhere. And we kind of want to share parts of our story, but we still want to be, you know, a bit guarded and not too excited because I think I've, I've been guilty in the past too of maybe getting too excited too early and showing that I'm, very excited about this guy too early and making him feel a little bit like, Oh, wow. Like she's, she's, she's on this train of like, (laughs) you know, where where it might be headed, you know? And so I, um, I, I think, you know, treading wisely and prayerfully, like asking God to pace even the relationship. I think, I think that's even an important thing, pacing it and like slowly, but steadily moving forward in, um, in getting to know someone and unveiling, you know, parts of your heart or parts of your story, but maybe not absolutely everything right away. Mm-hmm. I think there's, um, 
you know, a woman's heart is to be pursued and, and is a mysterious thing. And so I think keeping some mystery in there, especially early on, especially, uh, you know, before a guy has really shared how he's feeling about it, I think is good. You know, I think it keeps them kind of like, uh, it, it can, you know, keep, keep them on the line, like trying to like, um, find out more and pursue our heart and keeping them guessing a little bit, you know, I, you know, I have some people that say, oh, you know, there's no game in this, there's no game, you know, you're dating, you shouldn't play games or and it's not about playing a game, but to me, it's about wisdom and timing. Yeah. Um, it's about being authentic in the right, it's being authentic, period, definitely, but being authentic about the deeper places of your heart in the right timing. And so, again, I feel like a broken record on the prayer thing, but, mm-hmm. but asking God to you know, give wisdom and be in community, be talking to your friends, like be, be talking, like your quality friends that you trust, your mentors, your family, like speak to them about, about some of that, because um, especially if they've gone before you and learn a few things, they, they would have some wisdom to offer for sure. Well, I would say, Rebecca, in this episode, you just did that. I Mm -hmm. think you just took your wisdom that you learned to wait for your relationship and end up with your prince to encourage other women to do so. So I want to thank you for that. I think there's some gems here that will help women out a lot. Great. Oh, I'm so thrilled to hear that. I I really am. I'm I'm so encouraged to hear that. Thanks for joining us, Rebecca. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Keep up the great work. Julie, I loved what Rebecca had to say. And, you know, she waited until she found the right guy. And there's a verse in the Song of Solomon in the third chapter, the fourth verse, which says, I have found the one whom my soul loves. So ladies, wait for that one. Don't get in a hurry because he's worth the wait. And you are too. For sure. I will be thinking about and hope that you will also be processing a lot of the things that Rebecca shared. I feel like throughout the whole conversation, she reminded us that prayer is a big part of our dating love life journey, you know, praying to be ready to begin dating, praying as you're dating, praying as you're in a relationship and moving toward marriage. She also encouraged us to invite others into our dating journey. And I think that's so wise and incredibly helpful to help you discern if there are red flags that maybe you want to overlook and those that you love and trust and love you can protect you from doing that. She highlighted how important it is to look for someone with similar values that is trustworthy and goodness gracious. I can just affirm that is so important. And I love how she reminded us to know our worth. And so we hope that you love this episode as much as we did recording it. If you want to learn more from Rebecca, follow her her podcast, her music, find her online. We will be sure to put all of those links in the show notes. Thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you next week on This Grit and Grace Life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.